Welcome, welcome, welcome to an all-new episode of Geek Vibes Live. We haven't done this in a while. Glad to be back with my buddies in crime. Uh, first off, Tia, what's going on, Tia? I prefer the term, your bitches in crime, because that's what we are, right, AJ? <laughs> I'm not going to agree with that one. In the empowering, like, you know, sentiment, you know, like, uh, bitches get shit done, so. Yeah, I, no, no one would think of that, though. Clearly, yeah, My clearly. Bad. Clearly, Tia is trying to get me canceled because <laughs> I started off your introduction with that, Tia. That wouldn't have gone well. Um, <laughs> no, it's completely cool for you to say it. I just couldn't have started your introduction with that. Um, the comments would have been overwhelming. What did you what want to say? say? What? Like, <laughs> I didn't mean it like in a bad way. It was a compliment. But anyway, um, also, AJ, what's going on, AJ? I'm doing pretty good. Watching Fellowship of the Ring of the Rings in the background right now, and about to do this podcast. So hey, I'm I'm living the life right now. Well, apparently you have seventy six thousand hours to spare by watching that movie. So that, that's, <laughs> that's good to know that you're using your time wisely. Hey. You know what's funny <laughs> is that I actually like did that in two days like i watched the hobbit trilogy one day and then watched the lord of the rings trilogy another day and i was just like this took a lot less time than i thought it was going to yeah it was just three hours each right yeah i'll say this this. it's a bit exaggerated with how long those movies are my only issue with it is three movies they're walking which makes it seem like eternal (laughs) before something happens the walking dead effect that's what i call it 17 seasons of just walking. Well, it's literally in the name, AJ. It's literally (laughs) Yeah, but the first, literally like the first like one, no, two or three seasons, it was good. It was good. After that, it was just... Sean Burnfall was in it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) I will say that I I did like the Hobbit movies a lot better than I like the Lord of the Rings movies. I only really got into Lord of the Rings in like the last movie that I was like, oh, all right, shit's actually happening. And then it was like, oh, now it's done. And now it's taking five million years for it to end. Like, I don't know if you guys ever watched Clerks 2, but the joke that Randall makes about like the five different endings, I was like, I feel him on this. Like any which one of those endings would have been the perfect way to end the movie. But then they kept going. Yeah, I um I prefer the um the Hobbit series over the Lord of the Rings, and I, I've been cursed out about that since the the Hobbit movies came out. But as you I, should, I, 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 <laughs> I, look. There are two things. There are two hills I will die on. One of them being uh, the Hobbit. I enjoyed it more than the Lord of the Rings. I'm not saying it was better. I just enjoyed it more. And I do prefer Rob Zombie's Halloween over um John Carpenter's. I'll die. Wow. Okay. Canceled. That's I'll what I call poo poo caca. Again, again, I want to make this clear because I feel like no one understood what I was saying when I said this. There, there's no. I'm not need saying to it's better. I'm just saying I enjoyed it more. There's a difference. If I came out and said it was um, better, then I could be destroyed. But me just saying what I prefer. Come on. poo poo caca. 
All right, whatever, AJ. Anyway, right, <laughs> let's get it started. We're going to start off with some Spider-Man news. Uh, obviously, we got the Electro news. Jamie Foxx uh, reprising his role as Electro in Spider-Man 3. Um, we also got some really out there news that we could possibly be seeing Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield returning to reprise their roles as uh, their respective Peter Parkers in Spider-Man 3. Only for Sony to come out and go, whoa, 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 hey, 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 hey. It ain't confirmed yet. It's like, all right, well, that was my confirmation. <laughs> you telling me it's not confirmed yet rather than saying it's not true lets mm-hmm. me know that one or two of them just has not signed on the dotted line yet. Um, but Tia, I'll start off with you. Uh, how do you feel about Sony coming out and dispelling the Andrew Garfield and to- Tobey Maguire rumors? Well, as you said, they didn't just say, hey, this is ludicrous. That's not happening. What are you talking about? You crazy news outlets, right? They were like, uh, nothing's been confirmed. And it's like, well, you just told me that uh, you're at least planning it. Um, that's what that told me. If it's not confirmed yet, that just means that no one's like signed a contract yet. Um but I feel that, first of all, this is something that fans have wanted for a while. I mean, people do fan artwork of, uh, you know, Tom Holland, Spider-Man, me and the other Spider-Man for a while when we thought we were getting the multiverse in Spider-Man Far From Home. I was seeing people even like, oh, my God, this is a chance. Um, and then I didn't think anyone really thought it was going to happen until the Electro news came out and then all of the ideas and then dr strange going to be in spider-man 3 and i think people are like oh maybe this could actually happen it's an interesting concept um i feel like uh what you call it you know andrew garfield didn't necessarily get uh maybe the screen time that he deserved or the opportunity that he deserved considering um andrew garfield was the one who pushed for spider-man to be in the mcu and they were like okay we'll put spider-man in the mcu we're just not going to bring you along with it um so i'm like all right you know that'd be good but uh tony mcguire may be a little too old to put on the spider-man suit i'm not saying to not be in the movie they could very well do what they did in into the Spider-Verse. I'm not saying that at all, but it's like, is this something that he wants to do? Like, I didn't think that he would be necessarily that interested in revisiting this world so many years later. Yeah, well, I'm going to go ahead and say this. I don't often say this, but I'm going to say this for this. Toby, you ain't got a goddamn choice. You're going to put that goddamn <laughs> Um too old to put on the damn suit you can put on the suit totally well it's not uh, like you know it's not like iron man who gets to wear like a, you know an iron suit like this is like yeah. this is like spain yeah. like hey, if know? john if if keanu reeves can play john wick then to Toby can play Spider-Man. Okay, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about literally the costume. Like, if they gave him a different costume, these are literally, like, spandex, like, tidy whities that, like, Spider-Man has to wear. And he's got... And he's gonna put Tia. that on? Tia. Why not? Tia. Yes. He's gonna put that goddamn suit on. I like, how, I like how I'm actually defending this, and I hate this idea. But... <laughs> um... No, I mean, to me, I look at the Spider-Verse. I've never been huge on the Spider-Verse idea, um, <clears throat> only because just too many things need to happen before you get to that point. 
Um, I personally feel the same way about the Spider-Verse that I do the Snyder cut to where I'm like, if you want it, I'm not here to tell you that it's stupid. It's a bad idea. I don't care for it. I'm more so, I want it to happen so that I don't ever have to hear this shit again. Like, <laughs> I want it to just boom, Toby's back, boom, Andrew's back, boom, done, end of it. And I never have to hear this again. Um, it's just, to me, it's just one of those things where it's like, I remember when Spider-Man Homecoming came out, the narrative was, oh my God, why is Iron Man here? I want Peter to do this on his own. I don't want Peter to have to depend on Iron Man. That's not Peter from the comics. Yet you mofos are pushing for there to be an additional two other Spider-Men to help him in his quest. So it's like, you got to make up your minds. You really do. And Uh Go ahead. And I'll say one thing before you pass along to AJ. Um, this, if this is true, right? If Toby and Andrew end up joining Spider-Man 3, this is either going to bring the Spider-Man fandom together or it's going to divide them even more so because then they're going to be like, well, now we get to see the three of them on screen and we get to all debate of which one's the better Peter Parker. There is no debate to that. It's clearly Tom. Uh, he, he, Tom is like the... Tom has the ability that Robert Pattinson will have, which is there have been other takes of it so much. So you got all the wrong out, you got all the somewhat good, somewhat bad out to where now you can perfect it by literally giving us the most accurate version of the character. And Tom has done that. That is no slight to Toby. That is no slight to Andrew. If you like both of them, I thought they both did great. Neither one of them were the Spider-Man. I like Toby Spider-Man was the Spider-Man from the cartoon, which was I didn't like the fact that they started him off mid 20s, early 30s. It was just weird to me, Um, mainly because, again, I tell people all the time, the comic of Spider-Man I grew up on was the ultimate comics. So my Spider-Man was still in high school. That's always what I've pictured when I looked at the big screen. Um, we saw Andrew Spider-Man in high school for like four seconds and he's in college. Um, but he still just kind of looked older. Tom came in and was like a baby. And I'm like, that's what I was looking for. Um, which is funny because in real life, he's like in his twenties, but I I, like, I agree with you, John, 100%, but we all know like how divisive the freaking Spider-Man fandom is online. Like, I know you don't look through Twitter. Like I look through Twitter, but holy shit. <laughs> yeah, no, if I did, I'd have to break out my virtual mace and just spray people. Like, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> um, but AJ, I'm going to go to you. You can, I guess, start off with why you don't want the Spider-Verse uh, to happen for Spider-Man 3. I'm going to start off positive because why not? Um, <laughs> if this is always true... a ray of positive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, if this is true, all the power to Toby and Andrew for being able to be in the MCU. Um, Andrew Garfield always wanted to be in the MCU, so power to him. Um, story-wise, is this a good idea? Hell no. This is the stupidest thing I've <laughs> ever heard in my entire life. I actually had an argument with somebody on Twitter about this, and I, this is my specific um, tweet. I said... This is the reason why fans are not storytellers because they will pull some shit like this. And, and I just feel like 
if you're gonna bring the um, Spider Verse into here, you have hundreds of other Spider Men to choose from. Uh, you have Spider Man 299, you have um, Ben, you have Miles Morales, you, you have so many other Spider um, Spider Men in this, in this universe. And you want to go to Andrew Garfield Spider-Man and Tobey Maguire Spider-Man? That makes zero sense, and it just seems lazy story. Um, story. Um, well, let me let me ask you this, AJ. Yeah, you're okay with Michael Keaton and Ben coming back, though? No, I'm not actually. I don't want Michael Keaton to come back at all. Oh, okay. All right. Well, no. I get ready for Twitter. Um, no, but I I will say this. Um. My mindset was the story that they can go with that I I conjured up in my head at 3 a.m. one day was <laughs> um, obviously the ramifications of whatever Wanda does. So this is a three-story arc. WandaVision, Spider-Man 3, and then it concludes with Doctor Strange 2. Mm-hmm. So whatever she does opens up a multiverse. And in that multiverse, there is a villain from Spider-Man's world that sees that there are other Spider-Men throughout the universe and they conspire with a a villain from each of the different franchises to to kill off all the Spider-Men. Strange comes to warn our Peter um, and in doing that he enlists the help of the OG Spider-Man which is Toby and Andrew and all it is is them just trying to close the breaches of these villains that are trying to come and kill Peter. Um, in that, um, you know, obviously they saved the day or whatever. Out of the, um, out of a portal, AJ, the way that you could end this for Spider-Man's story and obviously still keep it open for Doctor Strange's is there are still portals open for different universes. And out one portal is Miles Morales. And then that allows you to do whatever you, because remember, he exists in our Peter's world. That was the Prowler played by Donald Glover mm-hmm. when he goes, you know, I kind of want this stuff off the streets. I have a nephew like that, you know, that that lives around here. That was our way of knowing like a Miles Morales exists. Um, so to me, it was kind of just like it's tongue in cheek. It's like everyone wanted to see, uh, you know, what Toby Spider-Man was was up to or what um, Andrew Spider-Man was up to. And to me, it's cool. It's very cool, but what I don't want to span from it is an Into the Spider-Verse movie. I, I, just, I don't have any interest in that. Um, but if it's how we get Miles and it's a nice little tongue-in-cheek of seeing the OG Spider-Man back, I, I don't really have any, any true issue with it. I just want it to be done, snuffed out, and let's move forward. See, part of that, what you were thinking about, um, sounds like Shattered Dimensions. Um, yes. Yeah. Spider-Man game. Exactly. Yeah. And on that, and on that note, why in the hell would you want to keep on doing Peter Parker? You ha- like you like you said, you want Miles Morales in here eventually, at least. Why can't we have Miguel? Why can't we have Ben? Why can't we? We they have so many options to choose from, but they keep going back to Peter Parker, even though we have Peter Parker. That's the one thing that annoys me with this. I think it's playing it safe, honestly. Well, um, to me, you don't get rid of you, you can get rid of Peter this this early on. That would have been a benefit you had if you use Andrew 
he was old enough to where at some point you can go, all right, we need to plan for the future of Spider-Man. Tom is the future of Spider-Man. Like, there won't be any replacing him. I always said if Sony were smart, not Sony, I'm sorry, if Disney was smart, Disney would go, all right, listen, Sony, instead of us having to share Spider-Man, how about this? How about either you take Tom and give us Miles or you take Miles and just give us Tom and you can build a universe around Miles and we'll keep doing what we're doing with Tom and it'll give us a chance to do a bridge between the two. Um, to me, I think the worst thing for them to try to force right now is a Spider-Man universe where there's like a billion different Spider-Men. Don't do that. Like Andrew and Toby won't be staying around after this movie if they're even in it. So like, that's not a, a concern of mine of like, well, why don't you use other Spider-Man? Because if you do use Spider-Man uh, 2099, you'd need to keep them around. Like don't waste them just for one movie. But to me, it's like, that's moving way too fast. It legit should go Peter, Miles, Gwen, Silk, and then whoever else you want to bring in. But at first, let's get Peter going. Let's then get Miles going, and then you can move from there. But for right now, if you just want to have a little bit of fun bringing back Toby and Andrew, keep it at that. Don't do anything else crazy, Sony. Like, we know how you like to get ahead of yourself. Um, just do that, and let's just move forward from there. Like, you know, it's you funny that you know it's funny that you say that you don't want a Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse type storyline. But what you're talking about right now is Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse storyline. They're doing, they did Peter and Mouse, which was the first one. And now they're going to focus on Silk and Gwen Stacy um, in the animated verse. And even in the um, cuts, we got um, Miguel in there as well at the um, end credit scene. But basically what you're saying right now is Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, but my difference is I, like, that's building a whole universe where you're going to expand on it. There's going to be a female spinoff. Um, that's fine for your animated world. For live action, it legit needs to be taken a lot slower than that. Um, you want to introduce Silk? Go ahead. You want to introduce uh, Spider-Gwen? Go ahead. But to me, in a MCU movie, I don't need it that convoluted. You can bring in these two guys just for the fun of it. Um, you can have it end to where Miles steps out. But that's it. Let it let it lie. Let it rest there. Um, it's just it's it's too convoluted. I don't know what Sony, like why they get such a hard on about con like putting so much in a third movie of Spider Man. Like legit, they're like, all right, what is this? The second or third movie? All right, I want ninety villains. I want seventy characters that everybody has to pay attention to. And it's like Sony, why can't you relax? Like why couldn't Spider Man three just be Venom? Why'd you have to give me Sandman, Goblin? Like, what? what is wrong with you? Why do you want all this stupid stuff in your movie? Just let this be. There is a multiverse crisis um, where Peter's life is at stake and he enlists help from other Spider-Men. And that's it. Just three universes. That's it. That's all you're spanning right now. Just three. Just keep it that simple. That's all I'm asking. That's, that's uh, too much to ask for, Juan. <laughs> when it comes to Sony, yeah, apparently, like they're just freaking idiots. It's just like, why are you doing so much? Um, but so at this point, it's not so. It's not Sony that's focusing on a story. It's Marvel. It's Kevin Feige. 
I can that's, guarantee you, AJ, Jamie Foxx was not Kevin Feige. I guarantee you it was. I Kevin Feige would not, would not um, dis, disregard his whole plan for Spider-Man and with the entire MCU um, with Sony. Yeah, but you can't, be, say, no you can't say disregarding when they're sharing it. They're sharing it. So they don't. he doesn't have the ability to just say, well, whatever you want, I, I have no interest in doing. We saw Amy come out and go, yeah, no, Venom, you know, Venom's part of the MCU. And Feige's like, I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. But that, <laughs> that's the ability Sony has because it's legit in their hands. They could say tomorrow, you know what? No more Spider-Man for you. So that's why I'm like, I, I don't find it hard to believe that if Feige, uh, that when Sony heard that Feige was doing a multiverse, uh, Sony called and was like, how dope would it be to expand in that and open it up to where, you know, Jamie Foxx's Electro comes back. Because um, to me, Feige has been very adamant about recasting things we've seen before. I find it very hard to believe that Feige would have spent Jamie Foxx money to bring this character in for one movie. We just recasted it. Just, oh, here's an all new Electro, guys. Boom. Here's a new Electro. And nobody would have been upset about it. You I know who we need? Sony phone call. This is what we need. This is the ultimate. The ultimate Bring back, bring back the Venom from Spider-Man Three. <laughs> yeah. Just, just have, just have I'm Tom Hardy. Just, just, like, just have Tom Hardy's Venom. Just eat that other Venom, like legit. Just eat him like he did that dude at the end of the first Venom. Like, who the hell are you? <laughs> that would be very satisfying. I, I would love to see that. Um, but yeah, no, that definitely screams. Um, a, a Sony phone call because why the hell would Feige want to pay Jamie Foxx money for him to be in this movie <laughs> for like 25 minutes? Like, no, I definitely think that was a Sony phone call. Um, that Feige just you know, didn't but why no. wouldn't he? Why why wouldn't he pay? When has he done Fox it before? Money? Like, think about it with um Tony Stark, not Tony Stark, good lord, Robert Downey Jr. Robert I, Downey Jr. makes a buttload of money from Kevin Feige and MCU. No, 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 no. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. is not is not a one movie wonder. Like he's been in at least like seventy million movies. I'm saying, when has Feige taken a character from a different movie that is not MCU and placed them inside the MCU? Never. It never happened. It never happened. That's why. So my mindset would be, why would he change now? And why be Electro a character that, you know, again, I I didn't see the Amazing Spider-Man movies, but as far as my understanding goes, people weren't that jazzed up about his character. No, and and what's even more confusing is Feige could have used this opportunity to create a new Spider-Man villain or introduce a new Spider-Man villain to not only use a character we've seen before, but to literally take that, that actor that we've seen play that character before. It's just something Feige doesn't doesn't usually do. Um, and I believe if he's doing it, it's probably because it was agreed upon. I'm not saying, AJ, that Sony came in like Debo and was like, yo, you're going to put him in this movie. I yeah, just if believe, they did that, Kevin Feige would just... No, what, what I'm saying is I believe Sony suggested it and Feige just didn't mind it. Like, you know, it, it wasn't too far off from what he was trying to do because um, it's the multiverse. So it's like, this would be the best time to take something 
that we've seen before and added in uh, for a movie. So I, I, I think Sony brought it up and he just was like, okay, yeah, whatever. All right. Okay, sure. Um, so that's how I view that. Um, but did you guys have anything else to add about the Spider-Man 3 stuff? Um, no. Uh, oh, one thing I wanted to add really quick. Um, this is so minuscule, but apparently footage of, I guess, them uh, doing the... Oh, God. You know, like, when they bring the orchestra in to, like, create the soundtrack or the songs of a movie, apparently someone, like, leaked some of that footage of what they're doing with Morbius. I guess they're, like, they... That is leaked, right? And someone saw on the screen the, like, very raw, like, CGI, and people are guesstimating that they can see i couldn't see it because it was blurry as shit but people were guesstimating that they could see spider-man in that uh pretty much saying that oh look there's the confirmation that spider-man is in the morbius movie um well i mean again i wouldn't be shocked i mean they showed us that he's in the mcu by showing us vulture in the trailer um, right and the and the painting and the painting of uh spider-man right and the painting of spider-man so i mean do I think Tom Holland personally is in this movie? No. I, I think, if anything, it's like a, a maybe a shot of Spider-Man on TV or something that Morbius comes across. Yeah. Um, I mean, because we are spreading Tom really thin. Like, Tom's filming... I was going to he's everywhere. Tom's filming Spider-Man 3, and there were rumors that he was in Venom 2, and now there's rumors he was in Morbius. It's like... I don't no, I, I don't I don't think Tom Holland is physically making an appearance in either one of those movies. Um, I think it'll be footage that we see of his Spider-Man. The man's a hardworking man. Have you guys seen uh, Devil all the time? I thought he did a really good performance in that. I thought he was great, but I also don't think Sony's paying Tom Holland crazy money to be five seconds in either one of these movies. Um, but I mean, I could be wrong. Uh, I just finished telling you guys how stupid I think Sony is. Um, but AJ, do, do you think um, that that confirms that Tom Holland physically is in, in uh, Morbius? No. Yeah, just I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't think so. Um, all right, let's move on to the Batman. Um, we got some pretty crazy set photos that are driving me crazy because i just i hate the internet sometimes <laughs> I, I really do miss the days of oh hey uh batman begins is filming and it films and we get no information so we literally see the trailer um but apparently there's been a sighting of someone dressed as superman and wonder woman for a supposed halloween party um for the batman and everyone is now speculating if Superman and Wonder Woman are costumes, that means they had to have gotten that from seeing the actual heroes in that universe. And now there's um, photos of a newspaper from the set that mentions Metropolis and Superman. Oh, man. If DC is really doing this, I'm going to be so fucking pissed. But AJ, I'll start with you. Um, do you... Are you buying this that Superman and Wonder Woman exist in Matt Reeves' universe? Uh, if they did, I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't care at all. Um, as long as it just doesn't disrupt from the story Matt Reeves is telling us, I couldn't care less. Um, but them being on screen, like Wonder um, Gal Gadot and 
Henry Cavill or whoever else is going to play Superman. I highly doubt that's going to happen. I just think this is a Halloween party and someone wanted to dress up as Superman. Someone wanted to dress up as Wonder Woman. That's fine. Um, but being a little over dramatic about, hey, they're back. Uh, no, I, I, I can't. I don't believe that at all. One thing no one is assuming because, you know, we live in a world where it's like it's either A or B. There, there's there's no in between the two. Um, what if they're dressed as Superman and Wonder Woman because the TV shows exist? Not that they're actually in Batman's world, but maybe there was a show that someone created based off of that. And, you know, obviously people saw it and was like, oh, I'll dress up as that for, for Halloween. Here's my only issue with it, right? How many months to years have I been telling you guys this universe better be in the same goddamn universe as my Justice League? Only for DC and Matt Reeves to come out and go, this is a singular universe. You know, the DCEU is doing what they're doing. Matt Reeves is building a, 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 a Batman family universe in, in this universe. And then you're showing me uh, Superman and Wonder Woman like, no, dude, you guys make up your mind. If if it's part of the DCEU, perfect. That's exactly what I wanted. But what I do not want is for you to tell me the DCEU is doing whatever they're doing, and Matt Reeves is establishing a Superman and Wonder Woman in his own universe. Don't do that shit. That's playing with my emotions. That's that's going out of your way to legit be an asshole. Um, and it's like you have Wonder Woman and Superman here already. Just put him in that universe. Like, I, it's it's staggering, but again, I always tell myself, I don't need to focus on the frustration of it till I know it's real. And then I, I, I act accordingly. But just going off of how insane people are acting about this, it's like, it's not a good thing unless they are confirming that this is part of Henry and Gal's universe. And if it is, great. It's what I've always wanted them to do. Um, but if it's not, just focus on the Bat family, Matt. Like, don't build a Justice League with, within this Batman universe. It's just, it's, again, too goddamn convoluted. You, you say that. Separate than then... Justice League. Huh? I say it's just too convoluted. Why would we have two separate sets of a Justice League? Why not? If it makes money, it makes money. What, what? And if it's a good story, it's a good story. No, AJ, no, no. Because right you now, mean? wait, hold on, I, hold on. What do you mean, no? If it's if it makes money and if it's a good story, then that's it's that. Idiotic. It's so idiotic. Why not just have one? Sing First of all, you have not done one singular thread of a great stretch for me to be comfortable with you creating two separate worlds that are legit the same exact thing. They're legit the same thing. Just put it in one goddamn universe. Why, why do you have to be so 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 annoying here? Put Robert's Batman in your universe with Aquaman, Shazam, and Wonder Woman. Whatever you decide you want to do with Henry or casting another Superman, you could do that. But it'd legit be the equivalent of if Feige came out tomorrow and said, you know what? I'm going to do a whole new Avengers world where it's a new Iron Man, a new Captain why did you just kill off the so do you have an issue with the cw then what is the cw doing what do you mean what are they doing they have a batman they have a superman they the have a green is, lantern the difference is 
A, they do not have a Green Lantern. There's been no information about uh, them using Diggle. Gold. Yeah, but it has been hinted at, has it not? If but it's it been hinted make, at, then it's in no that universe. Justice League in, in the CW is my point. The focus of the CW is Flash. Uh, it was Green Arrow. It was Supergirl. Um, Black Lightning. It's all different characters. So if you're telling me Robert Pattinson... The Flash is in the DCEU, right? Okay, but it's not a Justice League, so I'm not understanding your point. The Batman isn't even the Batman. It's just Bruce Wayne right now. There is no Batman. There's been no talks about him being Batman. It's Batwoman show. That has Bruce Wayne in it. But Batman is in that universe. If you... did you watch the crossover? Yes. And that was and a Batman. Batman is in that universe. universe. That was a different Batman. But it's still in the CW universe, though. Okay, Tia, what I think AJ is not understanding is there's no Justice League. That's my point. There's no Justice League. So it's different. I'm not getting in between this. <laughs> there's no yeah, Justice League. Be, wait, so because the, the name team. Justice League is not in the Arrowverse? makes it different from from having it in the movie verse i'm There's, yeah i am confused yes okay I'll, I'll break this down to you justice league movie comes out aquaman batman superman wonder woman flash right okay mm-hmm. cw there is no batman because it's only bruce wayne right now because batman disappeared so right now but there is a batman you just said Batman disappeared in the yeah. Arrowverse. Have you seen so him? That means have you that seen means him he's in a costume? Batman. Have you seen him in costume? It doesn't matter. He's still in that part of that lore, is he not? No. To that you world, just said Batman he was... Was, was just introduced. Like the, the lore of Batman was just introduced. Batwoman is the focus, is my point. So yeah, right it, now she the is CW, the focus, but there is a Batman in that universe. Okay. All right. Whatever. There's a Batman. Because do, don't you remember no when Green Arrow said that Bat- I thought Batman was a myth? And then she said, no, he is real. Batman is part of that lore. Right. And then they went on to then not show any Batman. They showed okay. Batwoman. Okay. So if they don't show him, he's not part of that lore. Okay. I got it. I got it. Yeah. So if in Matt Reeves' universe, he just says, oh, Superman exists, but they never show Superman. That'd be my point. I'd be fine with that. I'd be fine with that. That's what I want. I don't mind you saying he exists out there, but don't bring him in. Don't bring him in. It's supposed but to be he, a bad thing. But he exists, though. He's still part of that lore. Wait. Oh, my God. I swear, I feel like you're not hearing me. My, my point to you is we don't need two separate worlds of a Justice League. We do not have a Justice League in the CW. We don't. There is no what Aquaman. Is there is no Wonder Woman. There is no Green Lantern. <laughs> there is... There, there is no, um, there is no Batman as of yet. We will see what the Bat, Batwoman season two does with Bruce Wayne, but till then, only Superman exists. That's it. Superman and Flash, the only two members of the Justice League. If you want to throw Batman in there, technically everybody in the CW is part of the Justice League. Everybody, Black Canary is part of the Justice League. Arrow is part of the Justice League. What are you basing Every- that off of? Please tell me not Justice League Unlimited. What do you? That still counts. AJ, Justice League Unlimited. Wait, hold on, Justice hold on. League, Ju- Justice League Unlimited is the Justice League. No, you have the not. comic versions of the Justice League where you have Black Canary as a Justice League member. Oh you have God. Green Arrow. 
Oh my God. That team never changed for literally centuries. You're only naming the central core people of the Justice because League. Because that Justice is League their Justice grows. League. No. Oh Justice League God. grows within its own team. Okay, AJ. All right. That's why the, the same five to six, seven members have been the same seven literally since they created the Justice League. Not at all, but okay. We, we when can has move it been on different? This. When has it, the Justice League been different? <laughs> All the time. There's always been changes from the Justice League. So you're telling yes, me you, you do have Batman. Doesn't you have do have Batman, Batman as a main Wonder one. Woman. You do have Superman as a main one. You do have Wonder Woman as a main one. You do have Flash as a main one. And there's different iterations of Flash that's been in the Justice League. Same with Robin. Same with anybody. Green Arrow, Black, Black Canary. There has been more members than five characters in the Justice League. I think we broke Jawan. Because it, it's it's it, he, <laughs> he is frustrating me on like molecular levels. Like the Avengers and the Justice League are one core group. Just because you grow them doesn't mean that that core group is not still the core of the. Justice yeah, but there's still more members of that team. I'm right. not saying that there's only one. Spe- there's no one specific people in that group. Okay. All right. My point being, we don't need two separate Justice League universes within the same universe of DC. Just do one or the other. If you want to do the DCEU to build your your Justice League, build it there. You don't need Matt Reeves to build another one. Just build one. Build one, do that shit right. Because last time you fucked it up. Do one right. How about that? Instead of you doing two to try to cash in on money, how did that work last time you did the Justice League, Warner Brothers? Didn't work out so well. Focus on one. Build your Justice League up in the DCEU, you know, so we can actually have another Justice League. That'd be great. Build that correctly. And then you know what you can do? You could venture out all you want. If you want to make a Justice League in, in eight different universes around the world, you could do so. Get one right first. That'd be great. Because currently, you don't even have a fucking Batman right now in your core universe. So let's focus on what matters, which is getting that universe correct. Allow the Batman to just be about, oh, wait, what? The Batman, that'd be great. And then build from that. That's all I'm asking. That is all I am asking. We don't need a multiverse of Justice League. We just don't. We really don't. Get one right, okay? Just like the Avengers, we had the Avengers core. That's done. Guess what they're doing? They're moving on. There are new members now. What? Say what? They're not creating a whole new Iron Man. Why? Because we don't need that. We had it. It's been great. That's all I'm saying. Now, Tia, did you go about this? No, I didn't. (laughs) Um, Ultimately, I think that this sort of um, arguing (laughs) is for nothing uh, because... I don't think that Matt Reeves has any desire to bring in a new Wonder Woman or Superman. I don't even think that Warner Brothers is thinking about that, At you know, at least in uh, conjunction to Matt Reeves' universe. I literally think that's a Halloween party thing. I think it's one of those things that is kind of meant to be a little bit of a wink, a nod, a giggle in uh, a movie that's going to be fairly dark. In Shazam... Um, 
there was a battering and there was a clippings of the justice league and all of that. And, you know, it was a funny touchstone pretty much. And I feel like that's going to be this. And I think it's going to be a stark contrast for Bruce Wayne as Batman. Cause it's like, okay, say so there is like a Halloween party, right? It's like, People do want to dress up as Wonder Woman. People do want to dress up as Superman. And that's showing that, um, you know, those are the beacons of hope that people will want to emulate where Batman is dark and he's a dark person and he's reclusive and, you know, this is his journey. And I think it's going to serve as a contrast uh, and uh, not even, it could be something that's so not even that big. It's just literally probably going to be a two second thing. Maybe he's looking around and he, maybe he's looking for Selena and he's caught up with these party goers and he's kind of, you know, sees a dancing wonder woman. He's all like, Oh, get the hell away from me, you know, or, you know, sees, you know, uh, a guy dressed up as Superman being all, you know, machismo and stuff like that. And him just like, then going on his way. I think it literally is supposed to serve as a two second thing to kind of just be fun in this movie that is not fun. And Bruce Wayne is not fun in this movie. And I think that we'll see probably a very visceral, uh, visceral reaction on his face. If he gets to see these two, cause it's like, Oh, you know, those guys are the media attention guys. You know, those are the ones that, you know, people want to dress up as a Halloween, but I'm Batman. And, you know, it's more than just a shiny cape or a tiara on your head. Well, I will say the small difference of what you're saying is Shazam's Easter eggs is to let the audience know that it does connect to their overall DCEU. So the battering in the newspaper clipping was to let you know Henry Cavill's Superman and Ben's Batman and Gail's uh, Wonder Woman exist in his world so that they didn't... So um, newcomers didn't think like, oh, this is something completely different. Like, no, it's connected. Um I'll just say this. If what you're saying is is true, Tia, it's just one of those things where it's just like, it's like the most unnecessary like thing to do because it's like, if you're building a if you're building a Batman universe and that's your focus, which look, Matt Reeves legit got on a stage and said that, um, to do this is to only create speculation that those characters exist in your world. And I thought the whole purpose was for you not to focus on anything but Batman. And it's just one of those things where it's like, even if it's meant to be tongue-in-cheek funny, it's like it causes this kind of narrative, this kind of conversation. Um, because people are desperate to have Batman part of their Justice League. And right now, there is no damn Batman in the DCEU. So a lot of people are looking for ways to connect dots I mean, but I think that's going to be how it always is going to be. Um, I'll give you an example, and you're not going to agree, and I know that this is very left field, and it's not meant to create anything bigger than what it is. But, you know, when Christopher Nolan was involved in the 2013 Man of Steel, you know, prior to that, Ben Affleck wasn't, 
you know, hadn't made his debut as Batman. I don't even think he was cast as Batman at that point. And prior to that was Christian Bale's Batman. And because that was directed by Christopher Nolan, Man of Steel was, I think, produced by Christopher Nolan. You know, people at the time, some people, at least within, you know, people I saw was like, oh, okay, this is the Superman that exists within the Christian Bale Batman universe. People are always going to want to try to find a way to connect, even if they didn't in the Batman include literally i think it's going to be a five second clip of them they may not even be like focused on the screen it may want to be the be one of those things where it's in the background you would never notice until like someone like paused the screen and said oh look there's someone wearing a wonder woman costume right there you know it's people are always going to want to try and and find that connection even if uh, Matt Reeves didn't include this in his movie. I think there would still be people who are like, oh, how does this fit in within other narratives? So I think that's just going to be what it is, the nature of the beast there. But I, I listen, I don't think this takes away at all to Matt Reeves' promise of this being hit solely a Batman uh, universe. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think at all. I really don't think that is it at all i don't think it takes away i just think it's 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 an unnecessary um narrative that that gets created like um if you're doing a spider-man movie and you have a newspaper clipping of venom like why like why unless you want that to connect or there are ideas of it to connect um it very likely could be like you said it, it could be it's a halloween party we don't even see anything but maybe like the cape in the background and it's like, oh, I barely even saw it. It, it didn't even matter. Um, but again, it's just one of those confusing things to where it's just like. I also think that we are so used to connected universes now that we do look for those things because there were times in uh, comic book filmmaking, you know, history that you would have a Spider-Man just looking at a newspaper clipping and Venom is there and there would literally be nothing that comes from it. It's just there. Um, so I think that because we're so used to connected universes that we want to find a way to connect. But I think that just the trailer that we got for the Batman alone makes it very obvious that this Robert Pattinson, first of all, just wouldn't make sense living in a universe where Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman is, Jason Momoa's Aquaman is. Like, I literally can't even picture that. That would be the most forced thing I've ever seen if you had him alongside those characters. I just don't see it. I definitely don't agree with that. That The world that they built was uber dark, and it's just now getting lighter. Well, it's just because they're all older like um i'm not sure how old say like gail godot or jason momoa are or anything but it's like the very least with say ben affleck's um you know batman you know i, I don't give any praise towards ben affleck's batman but he at least looked like he fit within that universe i just can't imagine uh robert pattinson's because even with the suit on he'd look like they were babysitting him well, to be fair, they're legit all around the same age. He's a year younger than Gail Godot. Gail Godot and him are like four or five years younger than Jason Momoa. And we know how young Ezra Miller is. 
He's just got those good jeans, I guess. 28, and let me see. Uh, Zachary Levi is the last member of this team. Yeah, and he's 40. So they're all around the same age. They're not drastically different. Ben was just somewhat – no, even Ben, he's in his, his mid-40s. So it's like the age isn't that different. Um, the, the thing about Robert Pattinson is we've seen a bigger Batman. So I think just seeing the size difference would be something to kind of just adjust the eyes to. Yeah, it'd be jarring a little. He would fit in perfectly with with that universe, um, mainly because um, he could bring that younger brooding Batman to where it's like he, the same way Stark was a little bit um, narcissistic and thinking like, man, I'm Iron Man and like there's nothing else out there like me. And then Fury kind of going... Well, about that. <laughs> there are a lot of people like you out there. Um, and then kind of seeing Stark get adjusted to a world that has heroes in it. Like the Hulk exists. Captain America, uh, Black Widow, Hawkeye. Um, it was just fun seeing Stark kind of go, oh, wow, there are others out there. Um, so I think it'd be really interesting to see this world of Roberts be built only for him to go, wait a minute. Like, that Superman guy was real. That shit's real. Um, so I would love to see his his version of Batman blend into their world. I definitely think it's a, it'd be a really easy transition for them to pull off. But again, according to them, that's not their, their vision for him um, at, at this moment. Um, but regardless, I am just really interested in seeing what this, uh, what this pans out to. Um, AJ, was there any topic that you wanted to, to, uh, cover really quickly before you had to get out of here? Uh, not really. I think we, I talked about everything I needed to talk about. Uh, just to recap what I thought, I think the Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire thing is stupid, but if it's true, more power to them. Um, I'm definitely going to watch it regardless, um, because, I'm a nerd and I just love <laughs> dating myself sometimes. So that's that. Um, regardless what the plan is for Matt Reeves, the Batman, if it changes, I don't think his overall story is going to change for the Batman itself, which is perfectly fine with me. Um, whether Superman is in it um, involuntarily. So it, we don't really see, see him at all or Wonder Woman or anybody for that matter if they're just talked about in a in a single scene or shown in a single frame i don't really care as long as the main focus is the batman or either way i'm happy i love what they did with the trailer for the batman so that's that yeah no um i I, i'm with you to to me i know matt reeves is gonna do a, a great job I'm just, it's, it's kind of all over the place from what he literally just told us on the stage of, of Fandome. Um, so, I mean, again, I, I, I trust his vision of Batman, and that's what I'm looking forward to, his vision of Batman. Um, but all right, AJ, thank you for joining, man. Thank you. See ya, AJ. See y'all. All right, so, Tia, we can talk a little bit about a show that I fell in love with and was very devastated at how horribly I thought this show ended. Uh, <laughs> and that is Dexter. Dexter will be returning 
to give us uh, 10 episodes on what the showrunner is calling a um, a renewed version or an additional version to the finale rather than a, another season. It's just a redo. It's a shot to, to do it better. Um, I guess you can call this whatever his name is. This is like his cut. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh god everyone gets their cut now <laughs> <laughs> rather than the, uh, the cut that we got this is his cut um but did you watch dexter so i never watched dexter uh, <laughs> i only watched a little bit of an arc when um oh gosh when dexter's like half sister dated that guy who is like a lot older than her um, I watched that arc and then for some reason stopped watching. Oh, so Tia's like, I didn't even start from the beginning. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I think it's like I ran through, like, I'm on Tumblr a lot. It's a problem of mine. But I think, like, gifts of their relationship kept popping up. And I was like, what is this? I'm so curious. And I just, like, looked at those for some reason. But then I was just like, okay, I'm done now. <laughs> they killed him. So, <laughs> a spoiler alert. <laughs> well, not spoiler alert now. That show's been out for forever. Yeah. Um, I will say Dexter's first few seasons are some of the most classic seasons in television history. Um, phenomenal show. Uh, from this show is why I've always said that um, he needed to be reverse Flash. It was like, this guy can play sadistic so well. Um, I personally love the show. I came on to Dexter late. I came on to a lot of shows late. Um, but I'm, I'm glad because I'm like, at least I got to enjoy them um, at, at some point. But I love Dexter. I'm hyped about this. Um, and the bright side of it is you can't get any worse than how horrible that final season i hear that about so many people like if there's a show that say ended not so like even with game of thrones right and how that ended i literally was seeing people saying well at least it wasn't how dexter ended which is so funny because you know, people really disliked the way The Sopranos ended, how Lost ended, and the fact that people kind of think that, say, Dexter rises above all of those is uh, it's very interesting. Yeah, it, it definitely felt like, all right, hey, we got to end this. And it's like, all right, how much time do I have? It's like four seconds. And it's like, wait, what? Like, that's what it felt like. Like, it was such a rushed project to just get it done um, definitely shame on them definitely um and the fact that they they were able to pitch this to showtime kind of let you know that uh deep down they were kind of like we, we 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 really fucked up so we're in a well where you can redo anything so it's like zach definitely sparked uh, a revolution within um directors and showrunners so now a whole bunch of people are probably going to be like I kind of do want to take another shot at what I did. Like, maybe that wasn't so good. Maybe not. I'll tell you that they definitely should redo the last episode of How I Met Your Mother. Um, that should definitely be redone. That was horrible. But, um, you know, the one thing that I knew about Dexter, I had seen, you know, 
when Dexter first came out, I believe it kind of sparked uh, certain things for certain people. And there are certain people that are in jail right now because they were inspired by what Dexter did. And uh, that'll be interesting to see if it even gets any sort of that backlash now that it's being revived that it did when it originally was airing. Oh, yeah, I completely missed out on all that. Like I said, I, I was late to the Dexter table. Well, it um, was like some documentary I watched where they were like, you know, it, it wasn't even fully about Dexter. It was about, you know, like people being influenced by shows. And it was like a popular show, Dexter, inspired one kid to like kill someone. And when they like interviewed from him from jail, he's like, well, I really liked the show. He was like, and I loved what Dexter was doing. And he was like, I want to do that. And I'm like, what the? i will say the the basis of dexter is legit like the punisher it's legit like there's some really bad people out there that you know aren't being caught so it's like i'll do the killing for the for the cops and it's like wait what Uh, (laughs) and the whole thing was like that he had had like some sort of homicidal tendencies and he figured like well if i'm gonna murder people i might as well just murder bad people right and it's like, no, that's not really how society works. You don't really still get murder. You don't really get the pick and like the judge is not gonna go. Wait, wait, wait. That guy killed people. Oh no, then we don't even need to be in this court. You did a you did a justice. Yeah, like thank you, thank you. That's what we were waiting for. Um, no, thankfully it's not how our justice system works. Um, but I am really excited for what they can do with these ten episodes. Um, and, and I hope it's just really true to what Dexter was, but seems like all the right people are coming back to do this um so i'm really excited for what this is going to be um i did want to bring this up pablo shriver talked about it and yes i am mentioning pablo Mm -hmm. (laughs) um he did talk about um how he couldn't say much about halo that is maybe society's more forgotten son um have you been hearing anything about Halo? Like when we're supposed to hear or see anything about that project? Yeah, I feel like Halo really um, freaking like fell off the map because when it was first announced that Paulo Schreiber was going to be Master Chief, there were some, you know, things like Pablo Schreiber himself was posting pictures online. You and I, I feel like several uh gvls debated the whole mask thing right i mean the helmet thing and you know it seemed like that was going for a while he was in training and then suddenly didn't hear anything about it and when the game uh halo infinite i believe it's called when they made their announcement i was like you know this would have been the perfect opportunity to talk about the game which is uh, go- I mean, not the game, the series, which is going to be a Showtime series. Like, you would think that that would be the perfect time to kind of pair the two together. And really, I mean, there has been, like, no news. Pablo has not, um, you know, said anything whatsoever. And it's really strange to me because it's like, did this uh, project secretly just get, like, nixed? Did they... Because um, I know that... So this is the thing, right? Um they have you have you finished american god season two like can i talk about that okay yes yes yes. i finally finished it so there were uh pablo was kind of like interviewed during the press release for the second season so this was before the second season like even came out 
right and they were doing like the red carpet thing and there was an interview i remember where they were like you know um are you going to be in season three and he was like well he was like it's going to be difficult he was like because um uh i'm going to be filming for halo he's like so if you know the filming clashes with my halo schedule which is literally going to be like on the other side of the world then you know sorry I, i wouldn't be able to be an american gods season three albeit we see what happened to sweeney matt sweeney at the end of american gods season two so it's like okay he's not going to be in season three but he had mentioned at least that he was going to be filming for halo but no i haven't heard shit honestly which is so strange um i mean i was looking forward to it. it's the only thing that ever got me interested about halo <laughs> um well <laughs> I, I was really fearing that they wouldn't uh, stay true to what Halo should be. So I wasn't necessarily overtly excited, um, but I legit was just sitting here and I was like, I haven't heard anything. And I don't know, I feel like I read an interview by him or we wrote up an article about something he said about Halo not too long ago, um, where I think he mentioned something about COVID and how he yeah. didn't say much about it. Um, because things are still kind of going on. They're um, being very hush-hush about it. Right. But I will tell you one thing. So you, and I know this is very, like, off the rails right now, but I know you finished American Gods Season 2. Now, I don't know if you watched the trailer for Season 3. I did. Okay. There is a scene, and I'm not talking about Mad Sweeney's dead body, but there is a scene after that where yes it could be marilyn manson but i'm sorry i'm a big enough fan of pablo schreiber's to know his eyes which sounds really creepy but it's like you know the scene that after they in the trailer after they show matt sweeney's body and you see this rock star with a microphone covering half of his face and he points up into the camera i'm like that's pablo schreiber like i'm sorry i'm a big fan of marilyn manson's i'm a big fan of fucking pablo schreiber and it's like that's not marilyn manson that's pablo and i'm like and if it is pablo then he definitely had time at some point to shoot some of american gods now again it hasn't been confirmed pablo schreiber literally hasn't said anything i really haven't seen anything i've seen a few people on twitter and tumblr who are like is that fucking pablo schreiber and it's like so i'm not the only one but i'm like but if it is then he had time to freaking shoot at least one scene or two for american god season three so it's like again that just coincides with like you know what is going on with his halo uh filming schedule i'd be very disappointed if he wasn't heavily featured in it mainly because we do see her carry his body Um, well you know that was like um You know, we thought that we were going to see a lot of Mr. Nancy in season three, and then Orlando Jones reveals that he was fired. And so it's like, who knows where this new showrunner is deciding to take this season? Um, Because if he's getting rid of Mr. Nancy, you know, I've read the book. Mr. Nancy is very much heavily featured throughout the entire book. He's a very huge, prominent figure in Shadow Moon's journey. Um, And 
there's a lot of characters that are, have been added for season three that don't exist within the book. So it's like clearly the showrunner is doing his own thing. And it's like not only is he seemingly ignoring the book, but he's seemingly also ignoring the uh, lore in the show itself. Because in the book, I'll tell you this, Mad Sweeney and Laura Moon never met each other. And Mad Sweeney's literally in the book for like two pages. Oh, that's right. You did tell me that. You did tell me that they expanded him for the show. They expanded him, sure. But I, but he's a great character. No, believe me. As soon as I saw that, I was like, she just walked off with his dead body. Like, she has the potion from the Baron. Like, obviously, she's going to do something since uh, it was made very apparent that her and Shadow are never going to get together again. Yeah, I, 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 did, get, I did get upset because uh, Sweeney literally was like, I'll give you the coin back, but like, just don't get in my way. And he's like, what do you mean? He was like, oh. you'll know when the time comes. And like the time came and he got right in his <laughs> way. I was like, God damn it, Shadow. Why don't you listen? No, I was so, okay. This is going to be like a mini review of America <laughs> season two. Cause I was so pissed by that. He was like, don't get in my way. And he's like, and then he says, he goes, I said to not get in my way. And it's like, he even tells Shadow, like, not only did I bang your wife, but I also killed her because Wednesday told me to. And it's like, and Shadow still is a dumb mother effer. And um, someone guessed, right, that it's like, you know, Sweeney said, like, the further he's away from Laura, the further he's away from his coin, the worse luck he gets. And how bad of luck it is that right as he, you know, throws the spear, Shadow catches it and does some dumb fucking turn, and he just lands on the goddamn spear. Yeah. No, his... And just to see how bad his luck was since season one. Uh, oh, yeah. Just like you can't help but feel for this guy, like to to the point where it's kind of just like he doesn't deserve this. Like this. No, he definitely didn't. Like uh, I was so upset by that. I watched that whole episode, just like please don't let it happen. Please don't let it happen. As soon as it happened, I was like no. But you know, he went out like an absolute boss by disappearing Wednesday Spear, and I was like, haha, mother effer. But um. He definitely did give the uh, proverbial middle finger. Exactly, but. But my point is being that, um, you know, Pablo's whole thing was that he wouldn't film American Gods season three if, you know, Halo was shooting. And it's like, so what's going on with the Halo thing? I don't know. I really don't know. I have not seen really anything. I haven't seen anything on Pablo's Instagram. And he was promoting for a while when this whole Halo thing was really fresh. Yeah, so... um I, I would imagine it, it, it's a big budgeted project, so... Oh, yeah. I mean, does Showtime even have the budget to do that? Like, to me, Showtime shows aren't really that, you know? I mean, you have the Dexters, you have um, the Comey Rule, and, you know, Penny Dreadful, which, you know, their CGI in, like, a few scenes was okay, but... I think if you're Showtime, I think you're tired of being the one left out. So I think this yeah. is be their their first really big budgeted um, project. Um, but no, they'll be able to do it right. Yeah, it, yeah, that's true. 
Yeah, starting with keeping the mask on. That that's doing. <laughs> no, 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 no. You if you get Pablo, you you see that beautiful face. All right, you see that beautiful face. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna tell you this now. If I see that first episode and there's no mask, <laughs> me like Juwan, have have you know? Are you keeping up with Halo? See, I stopped watching it the second I saw that mask off. Like the second I. And it, the only the only reason why I'm so I'm I'm so harping on that is it's legit. Master Chief's rule is to not remove the helmet. It's legit his rule. It's not the rule amongst every character in Halo, but it is his. So it's like it's it's the same confusion Tia I have when you cast Henry Golding, who is a beautiful man. And you cast him as Snake Eyes, a character that doesn't talk and doesn't show his face. It's like, all right, so I'm going to have to get used to the idea that you're going to probably show Snake Eyes' face and have him talk at some point. And that already in itself is what uh, is, is upsetting me about seeing this movie whenever it comes out. Did you get... Go ahead. Did you feel that way with The Mandalorian? And at the last episode, them revealing his face. Here's the reason, the only reason why I was somewhat upset, but not really, is that that's not a creed for all Mandalorians. Um, the show made it made it so that it's, it's their creed, that they don't show their face. And then you showed his face. I, I remember saying, like, why didn't you just go off screen? Like, have him take the helmet off, but we don't see his actual face because pedro pascal is a beautiful man and you want to see that but here's the problem with that you created this character with the lore of him not showing his face that is not the case with all mandalorians so you very well could have just had him as a mandalorian that does show his face and it, it would have been no problem but you went out of your way to say he does not show his face and then it's like wait Oh, you meant he doesn't show his face to others, but he could show it to us? Like, no, that's stupid. Like, <laughs> like I don't like that. So, um, no, my issue wasn't that wide with The Mandalorian, only because um, the lore of the characters, um, it's not that, it's not common that all of them refuse to take off their, their helmet. So that mm -hmm. isn't like all of them do that. So that wasn't an issue. But Snake Eyes does not talk. He took a vow of silence, and he does not take off his uh, take off his mask. So it's like you casted one of the most beautiful men in Hollywood right now, and you're telling me you plan on muting him and covering his face. I find that hard to believe. Um, so I'm already awaiting uh, my my stress for when that comes. <laughs> Pablo Shriver's Halo. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. To me, it's just like you could get a no name to play these characters, so they don't mind, you know, not talking and covering their face, and and it's okay. But I don't know. Well, you know, to yeah. this is gonna sound wrong, and I'm not meaning this in any sort of way, but to maybe the general public, not us, uh, Henry Golding and Pablo Schreiber would be considered no names. Um, Henry Golding, you know, has a been in a ton and not everyone knows who pablo schreiber is do you know my mom just texted me like a week ago and she was like did you know the guy 
who played William Lewis on SVU is um, Lee Schreiber's brother. And I was like, yeah, they got the same last name. <laughs> the Schreiber's. <laughs> I'm like, yes, they are. But that is something that isn't often talked about. Like everyone knows a lot more people know who Lee Schreiber is, but Lee Schreiber isn't there parading around Pablo and Pablo isn't parading around that he's Lee's brother. So it's like, if you're not into like fandom stuff, like we are, that's what I call like shows, like say American gods or other projects that Pablo has been in, like, you know, orange is the new black. It's like, those are like fandom shows as opposed to say like, you know, the regular regular cable sort of shows so it's like not everyone may know who this person is i mean that that is fair but um even notoriety to that point doesn't even help my my situation because it it all falls on like they're they're they look too good for me to believe <laughs> that you'll cover them up very so true <laughs> should be covering them up um so even that doesn't help me but alas here we are Alas. <laughs> um, but anyway, I don't want to keep us too much longer, Tia. We got a few more topics that we can go okay. over. Sorry. You know me. I'm a talker. No, I- I'm right with you. I am right with you. Um, Michael B. Jordan is producing a static shock movie. Um, that is very exciting. Um, I was just telling Joel. Well, me and Joel, since Black Lightning aired, when we interviewed Chris Williams, the first thing we asked him was, are we getting static shock? Like this, if we don't get static shock here, we may never get static shock. And we wholeheartedly believe that for like the past three years. Um, So to know that they're not only reviving the cartoon, they're reviving the comic book. And now we're getting a live action is great. I mean, static shock is a great character. Uh, That cartoon was everything in in my childhood. Um, It was someone that looked like me and the show was really fun. Um, so I can't wait to see what Michael B. Jordan uh, does with this project. I personally could care less about the casting, um, only because, um, you know, a lot of people are going to say Caleb McLaughlin, and I'm like, you guys got to open your minds up. Like, <laughs> Outside of Stranger Things. <laughs> not the only black kid. Like, legit, they're like Miles Morales, Caleb. Static Shock, <laughs> Caleb. Like, all right, come on, guys. Like, Caleb's not the only black child in Hollywood there's more people I'm just not familiar um, with enough actors to to try to even fan cast this and you know how much I love fan casting Yeah, Um, I'll just completely leave this to Michael B. Jordan and whoever um, gets attached to direct it I do believe, now I have a fan cast for the director um, the guy that originally was supposed to direct Flash Um, uh, I want him to direct the Static Shock movie, and I, my original fan cast for Static Shock was Shamik Moore. Um, I wanted that that collaboration to be. Actually, hold on, give me your thoughts on this, Tia. While I look up the uh, the director. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think we've talked about this where I grew up watching. You know, before it was the CW, it was WB Eleven. And they had the best Saturday morning cartoons. That's where I watched Justice League, um, Batman, the animated series, Superman, animated series, whatever. And Static Shock was part of that. I always loved Static Shock. The idea of his powers are really cool. He looked awesome. I mean, it was, as you said, a fun cartoon that admittedly I had almost forgotten about until the internet was kind of like, does anyone remember Static Shock? And it's like, oh shit, I didn't. And I guess because like, I was a kid. I didn't realize that he was 
part of the DC. Um, I didn't realize he was a DC character. And I was like, oh, why hasn't anyone? And then when it was like brought back up by the internet, it's like, why hasn't anyone talked about bringing Static Shock? Like, I can't be the only one who's remembering a Static Shock uh, cartoon. He was really awesome. It was a lot of fun. And I definitely watched it every weekend that it was on. So I think it's really cool that it's finally going to come to fruition. I know that people have been talking about it and it didn't seem at first like WB put any sort of priority into bringing Static Shock to the live action uh, world. But Michael B. Jordan's a very talented individual. It's nice seeing him in more than just an actor's realm. And if he is, say, passionate about this project, then that's it's going to be even better. I don't know enough of, say, young Hollywood to cast this uh, character, but I would say that maybe you get someone like like a Tom Holland, right? You know, someone who is around that age bracket, someone who has that type of physique and fun, right? Static Shock is a fun character. Um, he's certainly, like, don't make him serious. Don't do whatever the hell you did with Ezra Miller's Flash. Like, make him a fun character because all I remember is having a good time whenever I watch Static Shock. So the director's name is Rick Fumiawa. Um, yes. He also has done a few episodes of The Mandalorian, but he was originally attached to do um, The Flash before that what? completely fell apart. And he was going to do a really good Flash movie, not what they're doing now. But anyway, uh, <laughs> the actor, I, I just sent it to you in, in Messenger. Shamik Moore is who I would uh, is who would be on my short list to, uh, to play Static Shock. Um, I love she he also he voiced Miles Morales. He was in a movie. Oh. Um Shamik Moore is somebody and he's only twenty-five, so it's not like Shamik Moore is like thirty-seven or I was gonna say though, he's gonna have to shave the facial hair. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but to me, static shock um doesn't need to be that young. Um, like if he's around his twenties, mid to early to mid twenties, I think it's fine. Um, the cartoon just, I believe, went for a more high school route, um, if I'm remembering it correctly, even. Um, but yeah, Shamik Moore is somebody I, I was thinking about. Definitely not Caleb McLaughlin. Um, a lot of that. I saw, I saw that, like that fan casting, and I'm like, that's too young. Isn't that kid like 14 or something like that? I, I think they're all around the same age. I think if Millie Bobby Brown is like 15 or 16, I, then I he's around the same. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't, I don't want that. All right, no, because I hate. Do you remember a few years ago? We've known each other for a few years now, Sean. Do you remember a few years ago when we were talking about the cast of Stranger Things and how we were like, you know, they're gonna have to a either like make these seasons like closer together or end it eventually because these kids are no longer cute. They're getting into their like really weird like yes, you know, yeah, stages. Adamant on that. Like I know I've been saying that for the longest. Like. The more I see Millie Bobby Brown get like, you know, other roles and stuff, I'm like, you guys need to hurry up and, and, and get Stranger Things done because the older they get, the less adorable they like. I remember watching Finn all of last year and I'm just like, I really don't like you anymore. Like, you, you're, you're, you're turning into like that douchey teen. And I'm like, I yes. Don't like you um, yeah, exactly. Okay. So, 
Yeah, that... I, don't need, I don't need Stranger Things when they're 26. Like, no, like, hurry up and end this. <laughs> well, that's kind of how, like, I feel. Like, and it sounds so superficial, but when they showed a picture of, and I'm sorry, who's the actor again? Shamik Moore? No, 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 uh, the oh, one in Stranger Things. Yeah, I when I saw a picture of Caleb McLaughlin next to a picture of Static Shock, I'm like, no, like, <laughs> I'm sorry, he's, he's in his awkward teen stage. Like, call him for roles when he, you know, gets out of that. Yeah, um, it, it's 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 just to me, honestly, it's too on the nose, and sometimes too on the nose is just like too on. Well, the I nose. feel like it's the same thing. Like they want to, and I know you like this actor, but it's like. They want to cast Timothy Chalamet for everything. And I'm like, there are more actors out no, there than Timothy Chalamet. I'm just that saying. is the young Leonardo DiCaprio. So <laughs> if you want to cast him literally for everything, I will always be down for that. But that's purely my bias on how much I love Timothy Chalamet. Well, I, and that's what I was going to say. I was like, I know you're going to disagree with me there, but it's just <laughs> the same sentiment where it's like, you know, these Stranger Things kids are like, like even Millie, even Millie Bobby Brown, there was something recently that I forget what role it was, but they were like, cast her. And I'm like, you know, there's other young actresses out there. Right. And I'm sorry. Like, sh- uh, you know what? I'm going to keep that opinion to myself. <laughs> <Let's see. laughs> wow. I've never heard Tia like walk back or censor. Like that must have been really bad. I just don't think that she's that good of an actress. I recently watched Enola Holmes, and I was just like, I don't get what everyone is like. Like, yeah, she does a great job as Eleven in Stranger Things, but in, like, other things, she's, like, kind of annoying. I loved her in um, Godzilla. Um, I thought she was really good in Godzilla. I don't think she's been in much else outside of that. Um, That's interesting to you. I know it's a hot take it's a very hot take but I guess like if I didn't if I didn't see Enola Holmes maybe I'd have like a different opinion but ever since watching that movie I was like all right no (laughs) yeah that is wow Uh, yeah hey Uh, well look I'm not a super Millie Bobby Brown fan I think she's (laughs) extremely talented I think she handles emotion a lot better than a lot of these young actresses do um her gauge on acting i think is pretty high but whoo tia <laughs> um i thought i was I, I thought i was mr hot takes but you're coming in hot tonight come in um, <laughs> wow okay um I, just, <laughs> I don't even know where i was going after this um oh okay all right so um we thought we got the official casting for um she-hulk mm-hmm. tatiana um, but evidently Tatiana in a recent interview has come out and stated, man, the internet's I'm paraphrasing. The internet's pretty crazy. Like that's not confirmed. I'm, I'm not She-Hulk. Um, and it's like, all right, now where I would give her even a semblance of even believing this even a little bit would be if the showrunner and Mark Ruffalo didn't come out and congratulate her. 
They right. wouldn't have done that off of a win. She also waited like a week to freaking say it. Like, right. you think that if a news dropped like that that fast, that she would immediately have her agents reach out and, you know, Deadline would come out with like an updated thing. But it's like it was on Deadline. It, like, this wasn't some hot take by like, we got this covered, which we would never even use as a source anyway. But um, there's my hot take, by the way. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, the Deadline, Variety, Collider, huge outlets all reported this. And as you said, the showrunner congratulated her. Mark Ruffalo congratulated her. It was like, and I, she waited like a week to come out and say, no, that's not true. That tells me that like she fucking with us or something fell through the cracks in this yeah. week's time. Well, I mean, Mark Ruffalo, when he was originally casted, denied it. I believe Jeremy Renner didn't. It's a thing that these actors deny it. Um, but yeah, here, here's the problem about her saying that it's not true, right? And evidently, she would know. She's in it. Um, but Deadline literally came out and told us who Miss Marvel was, and the actress came out and was like, "Yes, I'm so excited! Like, it, you know, finally I get to tell everybody I'm, I'm, you know, I'm Miss Marvel." So I'm like, Deadline got that right, but Deadline got you wrong? Come on now. Come on, come on. Um, But what's confusing is, why would she deny it? Like, if a major trade is reporting on it, it means they got the okay from somebody. Um, So if she's denying it, it legit means maybe she's not um, She-Hulk yet. Like, the name hasn't been signed. Like, she's been selected, but maybe she hasn't signed the deal yet. Um, maybe she's looking for more money or, or whatever. I don't know. But to me, it's like if a major trade comes out and says you're She-Hulk, it means there was obviously conversations to make you She-Hulk. It's not like they just pulled it out of thin air. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying, that I feel like something happened within that time where, like, you know, did she look at the, like, fandom reaction and not, like, and decided to walk back? Was there something wrong with her contract, you know, uh, COVID, whatever? Like, what happened in between that time for her to come out and be like, I don't know what anyone is talking about, because that's certainly not me. Because that is, like, you know, I, I, it's just, it was kind of crazy to see that. It's like, wait, we've been sitting here celebrating talking about how great of a she-hulk you're going to make and mark ruffalo was talking about how you know happy he's he will be to work with you and that's it's very strange it is um unless she's trying to be like tongue-in-cheek like oh you know the character isn't going to be called she-hulk you know just yet you know i'm just going to be you know the lawyer blah blah blah. i don't know i don't know to me that's why uh, written interviews are sometimes frustrating because you don't get the emotion of it. Um, right. Like, was she laughing when she said it? Right. Uh, or was she like, the fuck? <laughs> right. right. Um, so, like, the emotion sometimes, you know, like, picture, remember when Mark Ruffalo um, came out and was like, oh, man, you thought that was crazy. Well, everyone dies in Infinity War. Like, picture <laughs> if that was just, like, a written article. You wouldn't have, like, that would have went over so many people's heads. They would have been like, oh, like, they wouldn't have known what really to think of it. But it was the emotion of Don Cheadle next to him 
that we were like, oh, he revealed something. <laughs> like, I mean, he was right. Like, we all thought he was right. like, he, he it's was like, oh, <laughs> was um, he joking? It's like, no, everyone dies. <laughs> yeah, no, like, seriously, everyone dies. But um, but that's the importance of, like, the, the video um, of, of seeing it and seeing their emotions. So I don't know. I, I remember, and I'll never forget this. I remember how hyped I was when the rumor of Jason Statham being bullseye came out. And then all of a sudden it was like, once that came out, it was like his camp immediately was like, nope, no interest. Nope, nope, nope. And they squashed it like immediately. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know. I was really excited that we just had a casting for She-Hulk. Um, I'm not familiar with the actress, so I don't like she, it, um But I was just glad we finally got her casted. I was going to say she was really popular in Orphan Black, which I had never seen, but um, according to what I understand of the show, she plays like a shit ton of clones, which means she has to play like a shit ton of different characters in one show. So people were saying like, well, that shows obviously a lot of diversity in her acting. So that would mean that she'd be a good actress as well. That doesn't always mean that, people. But um, yeah, <laughs> like I said, I'm not familiar with her, so I don't, I, I don't have anything to say because um, I, I, I don't know enough. So to me, I feel like I'd be ignorant uh, either way I went. Um, I didn't really have a specific person I wanted for for uh, She-Hulk. Uh, Stephanie Beatrice is definitely someone I was really kind of pulling for. Allison Brie, um, but I think I would have. I think I would have liked the aesthetic of uh, Stephanie Beatrice being the character more. And also she was like campaigning for that. So it was like, I always love when an actor campaigns to play something. That means they're really excited and they did their homework. Yeah. uh, To me, I I, I personally love that because I'm like, if you want to be it, it means you're going to give literally the, the best possible job you can um because you want this um but all right we got some other marvel news uh jaltel gomez i'm gonna go ahead and say i pronounced that right Um, (laughs) you got the last name right at least (laughs) as far as i know i don't know how else to say that first name you want to take a shot at it jat Jachitl? Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I don't think I was going to do any better. <laughs> no, I, I thought maybe I was just, maybe I was just that wrong. I was like, I don't know, maybe Tia could take a better shot at it. No, I was just joking. I was like, you know, at least like the last name, Gomez, is pretty basic. So, you know. <laughs> um, all right. So, Miss Gomez, we'll go with that. Join okay. Benedict Cumberbatch in Doctor Strange 2. Plot details and what character Gomez will be playing are unknown at this time. Kanan came out immediately after to posting that saying that he strongly believes that is a good chance that she might be america chavez um again i have really no th- that'd be pretty dope i mean you know if you're marvel introduce as many uh young characters as you possibly can um for this next phase of, of marvel movies we're going to be getting but i really don't have an opinion either or um not that familiar with america chavez uh, I know who her character is, but I'm not that knowledgeable to be like overtly excited if it is or or disappointed if it isn't. Um, but your thoughts, Tia? 
Um, well, I was going to say that, you know, I'm not overly familiar with who say America Chavez is either. There is literally no confirmation that Ms. Gomez is playing her people other than, you know, Kanan and us are guesstimating this as her casting. The only thing that I can say is that it looks like Marvel is heading in the direction of not only having younger uh, people come in, you know, the these characters that a younger generation of comic book lovers see themselves as right. We have um, Ms. Marvel, right. A you know, a young Muslim hero. Right. And then you have where maybe this is America Chavez and who is a Latina, who is a part of the LGBT, you know, and it's like, these are, the characters that are more diverse, they are more representative of, you know, what people are actually. So it's like, you know, the first 10 years of Marvel, it's like, hey, every single hero practically is going to be a straight white guy. But now it's like, okay, now we're ready to introduce more than just that. So it's like, it seems like they're going in that direction. Uh, adding more inclusivity which is great right like that's what you would want from um marvel and i think that was a gripe of people with marvel where it's like you know we love marvel but it's like you're not really seeing yourself reflected in them because out of what the 20 something movies you've only had two movies that the main character wasn't a straight white guy <laughs> yeah no I, i'm completely down with that and i love how many female characters we're getting also um it, it's a huge upgrade from the one that we had over the course of 12 years um you know it's ridiculous <laughs> and upon that so feige is definitely doing that um and you gotta always be um excited for the idea of that that he's willing to you know truly give us something we're not really seeing much of um, so I'm always supportive of that. But again, when it comes to the character, I'm excited if they do it. Um, I don't know that much about the character to be disappointed. If I guess my only thing, though, um, I will say this, that, you know, I knew the tone, like, I know the tone, obviously, of what the first Doctor Strange movie was. And you can kind of grasp, like, an idea of what, say, like, the second Doctor Strange will be, you know, Multiverse of Madness. You have Wanda in there. And it's like, that all makes sense. But it's like, where would a character like America Chavez really make sense within Doctor Strange 2? Unless, I believe, America Chavez is, like, some interdimensional freaking... Like, she's... I don't think she's from Earth. Like, I think she's, like an alien or something like that. I could be wrong here, but it's like, maybe that will make sense in Dr. Strange too. It's just that it's like, where does that make sense within a Dr. Strange too? Well, Feige has always bent these characters to kind of, he's bent them to the will of whatever the story is that he wants to portray. Right. Um, so, I mean, it, it could legit be anything. Um, honestly, I always tell people, you don't necessarily have to go off of what, uh, was done in the comics because Feige usually finds a way to kind of always skirt that a bit. Um, so who knows? I mean, who 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 knows? Who knows how they're going to bring us America Chavez if she's even America Chavez? Um, right. I mean, that's just us speculating here. Right. Um, 
and I'm Kanan can be spot on. I, I I truly believe he is. Whenever he's this strong about a hunch, he's never usually that uh, that far off. Um, but like I said, I, this isn't a character that I'm that familiar with to be um like this. This better be her. Like, come on, we're, we've been waiting. Um, <laughs> but I am excited enough for like you said, uh, the inclusion um, to see her character kind of you know uh, pop up. But um, speaking of which, I wanted to talk about a actress that I do consider my future wife, and that is Jessica Henwick. Um, Wait, when did you start cheating on Karen Fukuhara? The moment Dom interviewed her. <laughs> Dom interviewed her is when I said, she has no future with me. She should have immediately said, don't you have a Jawan there that I can talk to? And the fact that she didn't let me know that it was time for me to move on. So that was the moment, Tia. Blame Dom. <laughs> oh, man. No, but go ahead. Go ahead. Um, it's funny. I wish... I, I I want Dom to know, though. Like, it's his fault. He ruined a really good thing. <laughs> um, but yes, Jessica Henwick says she has been pitching Jess Wick with, uh, to Keanu Reeves while filming Matrix 4. I just started acting it out, and then he started acting it out, too. We put on this little 10-minute show of what Jess Wick and John Wick would be like. I love it. I really love it. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to sound so, so wrong for saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I hate that Fast and Furious will probably go on to about 10 more movies. I think it's a stupid franchise. I think it has literally left what the whole point of this franchise is supposed to be, which is racing. Um, I thought it was cool when The Rock came in and it was more like an action adventure and then it turned into like a Marvel movie, like three movies after that. I'm sick of it. But on the other hand, if they want to make 97 John Wick movies, I will <laughs> never in my life be against that. Um, so to me, if their plans are to make, let's say, because they're working on John Wick 4, let's say they make John Wick 5. And they're like, all right, Keanu says this is it. I have no problem if he passes the baton to Jess Wick. Um, and we get a Jess Wick spinoff and we get five movies out of that. Jessica Henwick was amazing in Iron Fist. She legit made season one even remotely bearable. Um, I love Jessica Henwick since then. I'm going to watch this new monster movie that she's in. Uh, with Dylan, I think it's Dylan McDermott. Um, this movie looks horrible, but she's in it, so I will support my <laughs> wife. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited about the idea of having a sister come in, and it's like I have no one else I can depend on, and it's like, well, you do have family, John. And then seeing like Tia, I will tell you this if we could have a family wick, um, and, and seeing the family wick take on the world, I would legit be in paradise. Um, but what are your thoughts, Tia, about a possible uh, crossover of, of Jessica Henwick giving us Jesswick? Wait, that'd be kind of cool. Like, uh, Jesswick is John Wick's, like, you know, uh, distant cousin who, like, comes in and she's like, 
you know, it's in a scene where John Wick is getting his ass absolute like beaten and he's, you know, looking like it's not gonna be good and she just comes and like kills whoever is after him and she's like, Oh, always picking up after your shit, huh, John? Or something like that. I'd be down for that. As you said, excited like that, (laughs) She's a great actress. She is very um physically capable when it comes to fight choreography we saw that in iron fist um that freaking fight scene in iron fist 2 with her and uh oh god what were they called the three women um you know that that was a great fight scene so it's like we obviously see that she knows what she's doing with her, her fight choreography and if she's talking about how like keanu reeves was even digging it it's like that makes me excited. They're already planning like a fifth John Wick. And if they want to franchise this shit, cool. Let's do it. Um, but Juan, I think the more important thing that we have to talk about is the tweet that you sent me in regards to this tweet. What was the tweet that I sent you? I, I completely forgot. What was oh my god, you, it was like someone who was, you know, obviously not very happy that um, they were even toying around with the idea of having, like, a Jess Wick. You literally sent me a picture where you were like, you know, men. Oh god, what is it? Oh yeah, here it was. I won't say who the person was, but... Oh! Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I remember now. (laughs) The guy subtweeted our tweet of the report of Jesswick, and he was like, Just what no one needs, another feminist franchise killing dumpster fire. Sorry, ladies, but until attitudes change and Hollywood starts hiring actually talent instead of friends and activists, women leads will continue to suck for the most part. This might have been great 10 years ago. And you said, um, want to see how shitty men are (laughs) (laughs) yes okay so the the whole thing of that is what what really truly angered me and and you know i stay off of twitter for exact reasons like that um what upset me was like how threatened his manhood seemed about (laughs) the idea of a uh, you know of a female character coming in and taking this franchise to all new levels. And it's like, I don't get what certain men fear about women taking over. Like, what is your true fear? Like, do you think one day all women will come together and just go, you know what? We don't need this thing called men. We're just going to kill all of you. Like, that's literally what I feel like some of these men think. Like, women one day are going to wake up and go, we don't really need you. We'll just like mass exterminate like all you men and keep maybe like two of them. Like, no, like, no. The whole point is, and I know a lot of people are going to say, well, if you want to do it the right way, give her her own franchise. And to me, what I think people keep forgetting is men don't support it. They don't support it. When they do come up with original content, men find reasons to slam it. So, Hollywood has to do things like instead of creating a heist movie with uh, Sandra Bullock and Rihanna and, and Aquafina and all those great actresses, they have to piggyback off of Oceans. Why? Because if they did a all-female um, bank heist movie, what would be the first thing people would say to you? Oh, you're just trying to be Oceans. So I might as well just be Oceans and you come see it for that, right? So it's like 
uh, there's a movie coming out. What is it called? A25 or A5 or something like that with, um, uh, God, I can't remember the actresses now. Um, one of them is Lupita. Um, it's like an action. It's an action movie with like all, all, fe- uh, all women. And I'm like, all right, perfect, perfect chance for all these so-called men that are like, you know, give them something original. Are you going to go out and support that? I went out and saw Anna, albeit that movie was God awful. I went oh, out was it? Her. It was so bad to you, like glaringly bad. Killian Murphy is in it, and I like wanted to see it for that. It had too much talent to be that bad. Um, and but I went to go support it. Why? Because I felt like you know I do want women to have roles uh, in in more projects that are original. That you know they want to do male spinoffs because it was so it was so successful. So I'm like, I'm going to watch it. So I did. I watched the whole thing. And Joelle's my witness. I saw that trailer when we went to go see a movie. And I said, this looks freaking epic. Because the trailer was the whole scene of them in the restaurant. And she's just killing guys. And I'm like, this is right up my alley. I will be in the theater to see it. Um, and I saw it. And I was just like, oh, my God. This is so bad. Oh. But I gave it its due diligence of of supporting it, though. But to me, guys like that are just literally what's wrong with society. Um, And it's why it's hard to progress anything. Um, I just like how he tries to justify, like, oh, this would have been good 10 years ago. It's like, what would have made a difference 10 years ago? Like, No, the problem was 10 years ago, there were maybe, like, what, five, like, really big-name female actresses. Um, let alone in like the the action movie world. So I'm like, ten years ago, this probably wouldn't have even have been a conversation. It would have been more so like, eh, no, not really interested in that. I think today- it would have been. It would have been just like, you know what it would have been like. It would have been a throwaway like Electra movie with freaking Jennifer Gardner. Yeah, like that. Like those were the kind of movies getting made where you have like the main female and she's all busty and she has to be showing a shit ton of cleavage because you know it's not really made for women; it's made for men to like you know oogle at something. When it's like no, like take. I really enjoyed Electra. I do believe that that movie was god awful, but I did enjoy it. Like I remember. I think I saw it with my dad, and I remember after, like, leaving, he was like, this is really bad, and I was like, I kind of oh. enjoyed it. Like, I, I really thought for what it was trying to do, it wasn't that horrible. Um, I, I still feel that way. Like, if someone put it on today, I would watch it. I wouldn't turn it off. Um, that's my hot take for this episode. I, uh, I enjoyed Electra. I'm not going to judge you. My whole point is that um, <laughs> I would love, like, if again, if they want to do Jess Wick, like who cares? Like introduce her in the in one of the John Wicks first. Um, you know, I love Keanu Reeves, right? Um, and the John Wick movies have been fucking phenomenal. And I'm not trying like this is never me trying to like shade anyone, right? But like he is in his fifties. And it's like again, it's not from like an ageist thing. I'm 30 and my knees hurt. Like I just can't imagine like doing all that is like, you know, not everyone's Sylvester Stallone here. So it's like eventually he's gonna not do the John Wick movies because at some point it's gonna get to the point where it's like 
dude, you're a little too old to do these movies. And, like, why not have, like, a badass, like, female lead for it? And then, again, you can franchise have, like, another John Wick, you know? Uh, another guy being the lead or something you don't only have to have just wick or something make it its own little franchise that lives within the same world the world that they've created is big enough and rich enough that you don't need to follow just one person see i'm already trying to write up and pitch to them family wick literally call it family wick i love that (laughs) like Mama Wick, Dad Wick, Cousin Wick, and it's like all the Wicks <laughs> trying to keep John alive. I would so sign up for that. Like, are you serious? But the reason why what Je- uh, Jessica uh, Jessica Henwick is saying really excites me is I remember leaving John Wick 2 going, like, Holly Berry, or was it? No, that was John Wick. It was the third, yeah. Uh, I remember going like Holly Berry should really get a spinoff for this. Like she's really great, and those dogs are awesome. That fight scene was insane. It was so intense, and I'm like, yes, bring more female leads to the John Wick world. And I'm like, a spinoff of Holly Berry should already be in the works. Why it's not already being talked about is is staggering to me. No, it'd be, like, epic. Again, like, you got John Wick, right? And you're like, oh, I only saw him ever. You know, he had his wife, and then she died. So, and he got raised by this, like, Russian mob people. So he must not, like, really have anyone. It's like, no, he has this whole, like, assassin family that he just kind of, like, distanced himself because they all did their own thing. And now they're, like, coming back together. And they're like, hey, what up, dumbass, pretty much? Like, you know, oh, you're on the run? Well, looks like you need some help here. And he can have Mama Wick, as you said, Mama Wick come in. Maybe she's another crazy Russian lady. Um, Because he definitely has... See, I'm going to go all out. I'm going to even say Helen Mirren. Bring Helen Mirren in as Grandma Wick. Grandma Wick. Bring in Grandma Wick, and she is legit lighting it up. Like she I'm cool a, with that. She's a trained gunman. Like, oh, my God. See, we're making them too much money right here. Um, they have the dog wicks. Like, there's on, other dogs. Come on, like, come on, Tia. Bring me dog wick, where it's like, he learns how to shoot with like his his tail. Like, come on, come on, this is what I want. Um, oh, I could definitely pitch family weight to them, and it would. Be- you know, it'd be really epic. I'm sorry. So you know how he had his wife who died, right? right. Like, what if you find out? Because I feel like in the John Wick franchise, everyone's an assassin. Like, literally everyone. Um, what if her, like, she has a brother, and he's really an assassin, but John Wick never knew. Oh! It's like, yeah, it would be... Brother, so- brother-in-law Wick. Like, brother-in-law Wick, I'm just saying. We can do this. I really kind of want to write up a grandma kid, like right now, though. Kid Wick. Jessica, kid Jess Wick has, like, a kid, right? He's, like, 10, and it's, like, John's, like, it's really dangerous for you to have a kid on the mission. It'd be, like, she'd be, like, oh, man, he was just slitting throats this morning. What are you talking about? Yeah, like, come on. I can already see it now. I would cast Jacob Trimbley, and it would be, it would be Kid Wick, and it's just Jacob Trimbley <laughs> just murdering everybody in New York. Um, <laughs> we legit, we legit have spanned an entire universe for these people. Like this is ridiculous. We need to get paid. Um, I know right now when, like, when we release this episode, they're gonna hear it and they're gonna be like, "God damn, Helen Mirren is Grandma Wick." That's <laughs> dope as hell. It'd they're be the coolest idea. shit. 
Been and she would do it. I just know it. I know it. And she would do it. Like she would hear about it. it if like she did, if she did red and she did Fast and Furious, she would definitely be Grandma Wick. She would do it. Oh, we need to find. I'm sorry. We need to find a way to get Charlize Theron in the John Wick series. Did you see that? Like, what if we had like a cr- crossover between John Wick and like uh, what was it called? Blonde. Atomic Blonde. Yeah. Atomic Blonde. Mm-hmm. Like that. Ugh, that'd be so badass. I can't. All right. Never mind. No, I've even been, sorry, I can't even talk now, I'm so excited. I've even been um, playing around or toying around with the idea of bringing in somebody like uh, a Jason Statham or a Jackie Chan to be like the lone assassin that they, they tasked to take down John Wick. Instead of like just getting all these assassins, it's like, you know what, we got one guy we think can get the job done. And, and it's like either Jason Statham or, or Jackie Chan. That'd be epic. That'd be like Jackie Chan's. Like, I know he's like done things, but not necessarily in like the mainstream world. Right. I mean, that would be a pretty like epic like comeback for him to just like be there. And it's like, oh man, this is the guy. And like John Wick's actually scared. It's like yeah. John Wick's not scared of anything, but he knows how badass this dude is. Right. I'm with you on that, Tia. Oh my god, we are building a <laughs> here. This is insane. Um. That's that's pretty much all we got. The Mandalorian season two um, uh, is giving us an, a, an extended trailer, or they're calling it a first trailer, uh, tomorrow night during Monday Night Football. Um, we also got word that season three should be starting up um, by the end of this year. Um, also, Tia, I know this is a project you don't really have faith in, so you see set photos. Even then, you might still kind of go, I don't believe it. Black Adam is said to be filming <laughs> this, uh, not this, but next spring. Um, your thoughts on that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did want to mention really quick um, what Shima calls it because I'm like, I, whenever we do these, I always look at like the GVL feeds to see like what I'm missing here. Damn, that's that's where I got Black Adam. <laughs> um, so for. Bo- the boys news right we all know jensen ackles is coming in as a uh, soldier boy we're all super pumped about that uh eric kripke says that a scene between homelander and soldier boy from the comics won't happen in the show and this scene uh spoiler uh i guess but it won't happen so you know whatever um in this in the comics uh soldier boy really wants to be part of the seven Homelander tricks Soldier Boy into having sex with him, making uh, him think that it's part of an audition to get into the Seven, but it's really just Homelander wanting to bang Soldier Boy. So Eric Kripke says that that's not going to happen. Thank you. I mean, that's... (laughs) If anybody is like, oh, man, we're not going to get to see that, I would say, like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) You're looking forward to. Well, I think people are looking forward to it because, you know, they're both two beautiful men and they want to see him. But it's like, you know, that it, that it was very manipulative. And uh, I think uh, the boys has had enough sexual assault feature yeah. in the show. Yeah, like, come on. that That's weird. And, and before anyone tries to jump at me, it's not because it's two dudes. I think if you told me randomly um, that uh, Queen Maeve was tricking Starlight, I would say equally that's weird why like we don't need that it, it, it's okay we can we can skip by that 
Um, but also before we before we leave, Eric did a Q and A. Um, I was trying to tag you in it so you can keep up with everything he was Q and Aing. Someone did ask him, um, how many seasons does he think um, the boys will go? And he said, right now in his mind, it's only five. Five is the like the ideal cutoff point for the show. But then he did he did make a joke by saying that's also what I said about Supernatural and like. That's <laughs> Well, I want to say really quick, uh, and I'm sorry, just to touch upon, I apologize listeners, but just to touch back on the um, Homelander Soldier Boy thing, my thought process here is like in the comics, Soldier Boy is like a bumbling idiot, but because, and that's why he's tricked into doing this, but Eric Kripke already said like that Soldier Boy is going to be a bad guy if you think he's going to come in and he's going to be like all goody two shoes you're wrong so it's like maybe they're just making him like too smart for that this season like in season three that he wouldn't you know be tricked into something like that so that's my thought process as far as the boys being only five seasons well first of all the boys is already getting a spin-off show so they're already franchising it um, i don't know if you saw that but it's getting a spin-off show about like superhero college pretty much um so it's already franchising so even if it does only go five seasons it's getting spinoffs and i wouldn't mind if it was five seasons i know that's like blasphemous we love the boys you know blah blah blah. but this show is so strong that it's like it's okay if it decides to like five seasons is solid right like I'm okay with five seasons. It's when it's like something's only two or three seasons and I'm like, screw you, you know? Um, but five seasons is solid. I have all the confidence that they'll be able to tell the story that they want to tell and then just wrap it up with a bang. Uh, the one thing I never want to happen is Amazon Prime canceling this shit uh, before it has a chance to tell its full story. And we know Netflix's... Um, you know track record right like they love canceling things after only two seasons um but amazon prime really hasn't had an original show that's lasted so long for us to tell what their canceling process is like yeah no that's a good point um netflix is definitely like the opposite of oprah it's like you don't get a show anymore (laughs) you get canceled you get canceled everybody's getting canceled um but no i mean i'm really excited for this um for for season three i'm excited for its spinoff um that is sounds kind of like sky high but like way more mature um i'm excited for that they also asked eric like what's his dream cast and he said it was um jeffrey dean uh Jeffrey Dean Morgan, but his Walking Dead schedule is like so crazy, especially. But they're canceling Walking Dead. Like it's ending. Like, oh my god. I think his mindset probably will be. Um, I I think when he answered that, it was more so like right now. Like if anyone's if anyone's expecting him for like season three, probably don't expect that. But like, okay, but like five, yeah. Listen, really quick before we wrap everything up here, right? Like unacceptable unless like then soldier boy cannot be strictly a season three character if you're telling me okay we can't get jeffrey d morgan for season three but we get we can get him for season four then soldier boy better be lasting till season four because i need my winchester family reunion in the boys 
don't play with me. Don't say like, oh, sorry, they couldn't make it into the same season. No, 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 no. Jeffrey D. Morgan and Jensen Ackles, right, are so connected that not only did they play father and son in Supernatural, but literally Jensen Ackles, his wife introduced Jeffrey Dean Morgan to his current wife. They're like in-laws, okay? They need to be together. It's possible. I mean, for the amount of excitement that he had saying, like, his fan cast is Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Sounds like he wants him to be a part of it sooner rather than later. Um, whether uh, Soldier Boy will be around by then, only Eric knows. But um, I, I would find it hard to believe that uh, if he could get Jeffrey Dean Morgan, he wouldn't want to play around with the idea of uh, reuniting the uh, Supernatural family. No. I was just too excited there. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. That's how I am about Grandma Wick. That I, I'm, I'm so oh, Grandma Wick. Love it. Grandma Wick <laughs> is going to be classic. Um, all right. Um, this has been another episode of Geek Vibes Live. Tia, what is um, Top 10 going to be about this week? So um, this week's Top 10 is going to be actually something kind of fun. It's going to be the Top 10 Halloween songs. Um, just because, first of all, Halloween is my favorite holiday. It is a month-long celebration, not just a day. And we just decided that we're going to talk about what our favorite songs are and to get you in the mood pretty much of Halloween. So it's, it's going to be a fun one, uh, try, trying to shake it up. Uh, and take a break maybe from movies and tv shows and uh going along a more musical tone i'm not gonna sing though so don't worry about that i sound like a dying cat so as long as freddy krueger's song and michael Myers' song <laughs> makes the list like I'm i love it <laughs> freddy has the ultimate halloween song like like that is and michael myers honestly like I, i'm really debating on whether or not i want to make that my my ringtone Michael Myers' uh, theme song, by the way, gave me nightmares as a kid because I remember watching the first Halloween in the dark in my room when I was like a teenager, and it wasn't the movie that creeped me out. It was the freaking music. Yeah, it's very, it's very intense. It, it's like it, it's not subtle. It's it doesn't sound sweet, but yet uh, scary like Freddy's or just weird like Jason's. It's legit. Like, hey, when you hear this. You gonna die? <laughs> Scream! Murder is coming. Um, so yeah, no, I, I'm definitely with you. I, I personally have to watch the newer Halloween that that came out uh, a few years ago. I still haven't haven't. Seen I haven't that. either. Um, so it's on my list before the month of October is over to check that out. But um, I can't wait for for your episode to drop. We had our Halloween episode um, or of our new Halloween show uh, where we debated best um horror movie directors and best decade for horror movies um there was a lot i was shocked i got somebody on my side for the mid 2000 the early to mid 2000s um but obviously the horror movies you're gonna get a lot of talk of 70s and 80s mm. um so i wasn't shocked to have that but i'm really 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 glad that um we were doing this this halloween show together it's been two weeks of so much fun doing it with with those guys um can't wait to do this week's episode um we haven't decided what it's going to be yet but it will be hilarious don't worry um tia i want to thank you we have we have knocked out hellstrom season one and a new episode of geek vibes live 
um, in the same day. That is a, yes. a new record, I think. But I think we've done episodes in one day before. More than we've any. done three podcasts in one day. So goodness, how did yeah. we survive that? <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> yeah, we definitely didn't. Um, but this was fun. This is a really good Saturday. Uh, Geek Vibes Live, Season 1 of Hellstrom. Make sure you guys check out our review of Season 1 of Hellstrom. We loved it. We um, definitely urge you guys to go out and watch it. Think for yourselves. Don't let, um, you know, any bad reviews sway you from avoiding it. Just check it out for yourself. It's a really fun time. I was telling AJ he has to check it out. He said he'll do that Monday. Thanks. Um, But, Tia, I think that's all we got. Till next time, peace. See ya.